0: The waves crashed against the rocky outcropping known as Stone Moss Isle while the bonfire raged on, bathed in the moonlight of a clear night sky. Blindfolded, the party and the other initiates processed into two lines from the encampment to the fire outside of the ruined temple. Their guide and new friend Han instructed them to remain quiet along the way. Through their burlap blindfolds, they could see the massive fire before them, its growth and size controlled by firebender sentries on either side. Above the roaring flames, the frail-sounding but confident voice of Lady Lee beckoned the initiates to remove their blindfolds. For the first time, our main characters caught a glimpse of one another. They saw Mariposa, the daughter of shopkeepers and her unusual golden hair kept in twin braids. Corin a disheveled-looking man with a scraggly beard partially hiding a face weathered by years at sea, Chet, a young and unassuming man with a curious and introspective gaze, and Roshi, the stocky young protege of his beloved and late dojo master. The initiates all glanced around at one another for just a few moments. In all, eight of them stood around the fire facing the woman who'd invited many of them there in the first place, Lady Lee. As she spoke, she introduced herself formally as Master Leanda, alongside her compatriots, the younger Master Baquan and the older Master Yuren. They'd been invited, surreptitiously it would seem, to join the ranks of the Order of the White Lotus, and this was to be their welcoming ceremony, the first rite of initiation.
1: We begin with a tradition as old as the White Lotus itself, a ritual purification which will cleanse the individual of their former loyalties and welcome you into the fold of something greater. But this is just a formality, said Master Leanda
0: to the dismay of Master Yuren and the approval of Master Baquan.
1: It has been nearly two years since Avatar Korra has gone missing. The cruel, the power-hungry, the lawless, People who normally fear the Avatar most are growing restless. They feel the balance of power shifting, and their ambition grows to meet that appetite. They are like sand sharks responding to the slightest tremors on pure instinct, testing their limits. We can no longer sit idly by. The Order of the White Lotus cannot watch while the world falls into imbalance.
0: As if on cue, the massive bonfire is snuffed out, transmuted into a pillar of smoke. Crawling out from within, ethereal tendrils of energy reveal the form of an angry, dark spirit who strikes at the masters. More spirits begin to emerge from the shadows all around, engaging the watchful sentries and attacking even the initiates. Overwhelmed by the small spirits, our heroes quickly realize their fists are not enough to repel these attackers and only their bending seems to deter the dark spirits. As the battle rages on, each of the initiates has a chance to show off their limited mastery over the bending arts until finally the masters subdue the large monstrosity. Master Baquan, a waterbender and master swordsman, is able to quell the raging spirit, first by weakening it with his icy blade, and then by calming it through the ancient and unknown art of spirit bending. As the battle subsided, the party had a moment to catch their breath and introduce themselves to one another, complimenting each other's form and bending skills. They met the other initiates as well, including Riki, who seemed traumatized by the event, claiming they weren't supposed to be here too. With the help of another initiate, Pesha, Corin carried Riki to the medical tent where the healer Sita was waiting with her assistant Patty. Seeing Corin in rough shape, Sita mentioned that Patty recently lost a bag of medical herbs and poultices, which would have been useful in the aftermath of the skirmish with those dark spirits. Offering his assistance, Korn leaves the medical tent to find his own bedroll. Meanwhile, Mariposa followed Master Leonda back to her yurt, where she was invited inside to enjoy a drink. While the two shared tea together, Master Leonda answered Mariposa's many questions about the White Lotus and briefly explained why the order had come to Stone Moss Isle. It was believed that the island served as a spiritual nexus, and served as the perfect focal point for investigation into why dark spirits seemed to be attacking more human settlements all over the world. Her heart heavy with grief, and mine heavy with newfound knowledge, Mariposa left Master Leanda to her musings and sought her own tent for rest. While Chet overheard passers-by and White Lotus sentries discussing rumors about pirates attacking in nearby coastal villages, Roshi absconded to his own tent, where he decided to meditate before bed. Deeply entranced in meditation, Roshi was besieged by disjointed visions of a stony-faced woman whose visage he saw impressed upon a broken statue covered in overgrowth. In the morning, the party reconvened around the encampment's central fire pit, where the cook and quartermaster Chezo prepared breakfast. It was here that Master Leanda addressed all of the initiates once again as a group, imploring them to consider the first initiation ritual, a purification. She encouraged each of them to step up to the smaller fire and offer a personal effect as a token symbol to be cleansed by the fire. One by one, the initiates shuffled up to the fire tossing in various trinkets and possessions. The unkempt Koran approached the fire, cutting his long hair and beard, tossing it into the pit. As she approached the fire, golden-haired Mariposa untied the hairbands holding her braids together, tossing the expensive silk into the hungry flames. Then we saw Roshi unceremoniously toss into the fire a small stack of old clothing. Finally a reserved chet walked up to the fire with his hands in his pockets. He pulled his hands out to reveal nothing but a small tuft of pocket lint, which he had released over the flame. However, the lint was picked up by the heated air and blew away. After the party ate breakfast and recounted the events from the previous night, Master Burkwan invited them to the sandy sparring pits just outside the camp. There, several of the initiates engaged in friendly bouts, tossing rocks and flames, exchanging blasts of water and air. As the sparring matches came to an end, Master Baquan congratulated his new pupils and reminded them of their next obligation. At midday, they would meet Master Leonda once again outside of the ruined temple. Their initiation had only just begun. you're listening to a channel where a bunch of nerds who really love avatar sit around and role play in that diverse and fantastic world and no i'm not talking about blue people and floating islands i'm talking about martial artists who can wield the elements to literally shape the world around them build fantastic structures achieve amazing feats help each other or help themselves there's no shortage of actual play podcasts out there but only ours is going to scratch that itch that you have for dice rolling and tear bending.